Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. Yeah, we're bringing it back. <laughs> I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Sama from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about five great blog ideas that you can steal from me. <laughs> okay, I'm one of those people that, who, who can be all over the place. I have so many passions, so many things I'm interested in. And if I had an unlimited supply of time, I would have a ton of blogs. However, I know the importance of narrowing down to one niche, and this is something that I know so many people struggle with. How do you come up with a niche idea that's creative enough and can have the traction to do something big? Well, you know, today I'm just going to be giving away five ideas that I just think are awesome. Maybe it'll give you a jump start, maybe it'll give you some fresh ideas, but that's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> oh, man. So... Let me tell you what we're going to, specifically what we're going to talk about. First, I'm going to give you an update on what I'm doing and what's happening on the blog. Then I'm going to uh, play some feedback from Warren Gibbons from saltwateraquariumsecrets.com. He had some specific feedback about my last podcast episode. And then I'm just going to dive right into the five great blog ideas. At least I think they're great. You may not think they're great, but hey. Hopefully, you know, you get some value from it. So uh, let's start with the update. You know, school started for me yesterday. If you don't know, I'm a university professor. I teach in a doctor of physical therapy program. That is my full-time job. And school started yesterday. I'm excited. I am ready to go. Well, I guess I've already started <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just creating my lesson plans, making my PowerPoints and actually not making them from scratch, but just kind of modifying what I've been doing or what I did last year. And, you know, this second time around, it'll go easier than it went the first time around. And I'm excited about that because everything is new to me. Last year, everything was new to me. Um, so this year should be interesting, should be fun. Of course, I know I'm going to be extremely busy. Um, but I still got to find some time to do my podcast because I can't go without you for that long. I mean, come on. That just wouldn't be cool. Anyhow, uh, my PhD also started um, yesterday officially. I'm still a bit confused as to where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing. A lot of what I'm doing is supposed to be online this semester, and I haven't gotten all my instructions yet. But, hey, that's, that's <laughs> you know, we'll figure it out as we go. Um, yeah, anyhow, so that's what's going on with me, just in case you're wondering. Um, so this semester is going to be a crazy one. Um, but... I'm still going to be doing what I do because that's what I do. So I might as well continue doing it. Anyhow, in terms of some updates as to what's going on at the blog, 
exciting stuff. We've got some great content that has have been posted on the blog and will continue to be posted. I want to kind of give you a, a, a brief rundown of some of the articles that our awesome awesome writers have been coming to get coming up with um so the one that we just posted yesterday was seven elements of an effective sales page by ahmed safwan now sales pages man those are so important if you're creating products and selling those products you want to have a sales page that delivers your message and he did a great job about talking um, about those uh, seven elements of an effective sales page then Cynthia Sanchez wrote an article about four reasons why bloggers should keep Pinterest in mind you want to check that out Pinterest is hot stuff right now and she's actually going to be doing a series on Pinterest Um, then Carly Hamilton wrote one about how to speed up your WordPress blog. You want your blog to be as fast as possible. People come there, it takes a bunch of time to load. They're just going to leave. You don't want that. Alan Dubon, um, he also uh, wrote an article on five tips for overcoming writer's block. You know, that's a huge thing, especially if you you have written content on your blog. You, <laughs> I hate when writer's block sets in. And he gives some awesome tips you want to check those out and then we have a few that are coming in the pipeline i want to give you somewhat of a pre preview um carrie green uh, wrote one on free ways to make your images pop images are everything uh when it comes to what you're doing online you want to make sure your images are standing out and he um, gives some free ways not just some ways but some free ways i just love free and they're free and powerful i love them um, then Dan Morris is working on a series, a detailed three-part series on how to make money with Google AdSense. And this guy knows his stuff. I mean, I've heard him speak at a few conferences and the, well, actually, no, at one conference. <laughs> but I've heard him talk about his stuff and he knows it. You want to check this out if you're anyhow slightly interested in AdSense. You want to check that series out. And Gary Corisco is posting a series on strategic guest posting. He just started a new blog a few months ago and it gained significant traction in an extremely competitive niche. How did he do it? Guest posting was one of the things that he used strategically and he's sharing all that details. People, we have a ton of great content coming on the blog. Um, So if you are not checking the blog out on a regular basis monday wednesday and friday new content on the blog if you're not checking it out you need to be checking it out because it's some awesome stuff and get on the list to be notified when there's new content and what that new content is okay so that's all the updates we're gonna switch right over to warren gibbons from saltwater aquarium secrets.com who has something to say about my last podcast episode so take it away warren Hi, Leslie. This is Warren Gibbons from saltwateraquariumsecrets.com. Aquarium guy, I've talked to you before, and I just listened to your episode, your podcast episode number 126 about why you want to make a lot of money from your business, and I had to call you to say thank you because you really inspired me, and I've had a really big, big vision in mind that I've been talking about now for a little over a year, and it has to do with working with young people as well. And uh, it was the nudge that I needed to get back to work on it because it's scary to have a big vision. And uh, it's important to have people like you who 
will inspire me, inspire us, so we can inspire one another to keep going on the stuff that we want, especially big vision, big goals, big dreams. And I just wanted to say thank you. And, um, and my vision has to do with uh, working with uh, young adults, uh, particularly inner-city kids, um, and helping them enter the world of adulthood, help them pursue their passion and their career in unconventional ways that work so they don't have to get in line and suffer and fail and get frustrated how they can kick butt and really take off with their career in a way that makes them an example to the world of a life that's amazing. So uh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep up the good work. And, yes, I'll stay with you on your journey. Warren, thank you so much for that feedback. Thank you for being with me on this journey. You know, thank you for your encouragement because I really do appreciate that. You know, I'm, I'm really glad to be able to put big visions out there because, as you know, I'm all about changing the world one blog at a time. And, Warren, I am inspired by your vision. I know there are so many other people listening to this podcast because I've spoken to, to so many of them that have big visions for what they're trying to accomplish online. Keep that fire. Keep that fire and keep talking about it. Keep sharing that vision with like-minded individuals, getting encouraged by it. Share it with me. I want to hear more of you guys' visions. So let me know what they are because I am extremely interested in what you're trying to do. It's about changing the world one blog at a time and i'm hoping that i can continue to inspire you guys not just to be inspired but to actually take action so thank you thank you hey if you have feedback if you have a question that you want me to deal with on this show you know what to do but just in case you don't know what to do you have to call the hotline at hi this is oh that's the wrong sound clip (laughs) That's a downer, huh? Anyhow, you got to call the hotline at 888-835-2414. That's the number you want to call. Not, hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. (laughs) Anyhow, um, so yeah, questions, comments, suggestions. I love them. Let me have them. And I will deal with them on the show once again, just in case it's not stuck in your mind. And just in case you're thinking about Guy Kawasaki when you shouldn't be, this is the number. 888-835-2414. And I got it right that time. Awesome stuff. All right. So, you know, when I first, let's get into the content. When I first got into blogging, it was about a topic that is totally unrelated to what I'm doing right now. I was known as the freebie guy, and I was teaching people to use freebie trading websites, um, those websites where you can get free stuff for completing offers and referring friends and all that kind of stuff. Um, That's what I started with initially. And then from there, I transitioned to learningwithleslie.com. That was my blog. It was my podcast. Um, It started as my podcast, and then I changed the name of my blog to that because it was more about learning how to blog. And then from there, I came over to become a blogger, and that's what I'm doing now. Now, even before all of that, I was into a bunch of other junk, a bunch of other failures. Um, I was into auto surf websites where you watch websites and hope to get paid. (laughs) That's a fun and interesting story and painful. Um, And then I was into high yield investment projects or something of that sort, HYIPs, and a bunch of other scams where I lost money. 
But I had to begin somewhere. If I had never gotten started, I would not be where I am today. You know, I wish back then in 2008, someone would have come to me um, or actually before that, when I was doing all the other foolishness that I was doing, I wish someone would have come to me and told me about blogging back then, told me about the potential, told me about what I can accomplish by starting a blog if I do it strategically. Now, you know about blogging. You know something about blogging because you're listening to this podcast. You're at least interested in finding out what this blogging thing is all about. But I know for a fact from associating with so many people, from talking to so many people all over the world, that it's often hard, extremely hard, to choose that right niche. So I want to give you some ideas. And the reason why I want to give you some ideas is, number one, you can go ahead and steal these ideas. I think it would be so cool if someone were to listen to this podcast about these five ideas and go out there and start one of these blogs and become a success and then come back and tell me about it. I think that would be awesome. You would make me like so excited. I mean, I'm excited now, but if you were to do that, I would be like excited times a billion or something of that sort. And if you can't imagine that, hey, I can't imagine it either. So just go ahead and do it and get me that excited and we will both get to see what that looks like. Now, more so than that, it's not just about you stealing these ideas or it's not about that at all. I mean, if you were to do that, that would be cool. But I want you to understand how... I go about choosing my niches because the process is almost more important than the destination. All right? Keep that in mind. The process, the process of actually thinking this through, it is so important because it puts you in the right mindset. It gives you the type of experience that you need because that process is crucial and that is what contributes to your future success. So, That's why I'm sharing these ideas with you today. Now, in choosing my blog topic, number one, I like to choose an industry that is hot. And the reason why I like to choose an industry that is hot is because it it validates the business potential. Now, a lot of people think, you know, I need to stay away from popular industries because there's so much competition out there. But for me, I look at it in a totally different way. If there's so much competition, it's there for a reason. People are seeing the potential in that industry, and that's why they are there. Their people are spending money in that industry, which means that you can make money in that industry. And if you are building a business, you want to make sure that you're building it in an industry that you can, you can make a significant amount of money. Now, here's the thing. If you're going to go into a competitive industry, you need to think about it from a unique angle. You want something that sets you apart from everyone else. So you choose a competitive industry or a competitive niche, and then you think about a unique angle. How can you add a fresh perspective? How can you do something different so that you can stand out from everyone else? That's the second thing. So first, choose something hot. Number two, think of a unique angle. And then number three, narrow down on your target audience. And I am talking about getting as specific as possible. In one of the past episodes, I'm not exactly sure which episode, but I'll link to that once I figure it out. Um, Let me make a note note right here to find episode. So if you want to know what episode I'm talking about, you're just going to have to come to the show show notes for this episode, which is at becomeablogger.com slash episode 127. 
All right, so you want to narrow down on your target audience. Be as as specific as you can be because once you know who that specific target audience is, you know how to reach them. You know where to find them. You know where they're going to be. You know what they want, so you know what to give them, and you can build a business. Then you want to decide on the type of content you're going to make. Are you going to be doing videos? Are you going to be doing a podcast? Is it written content? Is it a combination of the three? For me, I like that combination. You have some video, you have some podcasting, you have some written content that can be overwhelming when you're just getting started. So you can choose one, focus on that and build that to something significant before moving on to something else. So number four, you want to decide on the type of content that you're going to produce. Number five, you want to definitely, definitely have a monetization strategy in mind. If you're not thinking about how you can make money in that niche, then start thinking about it now. If you're doing it as a business, if you're not doing it as a business, hey, 100% fine. You know, you can have your hobby blog and nobody has a problem with that. But if you're thinking about a business, you want to think about how you can make money. Now, there are different ways to make money. You can do affiliate promotions. You can have sponsors. You can do advertising. You can do one of my favorites, with this, which is product creation. So many different options. You can create study guides or ebooks and all these different types of things that I've covered in um, in a bunch of episodes. I'm not even going to link to one in the show notes. Just listen to Le- Learning with Leslie and you'll, you'll, you'll learn about that kind of stuff. All right. So that is number one, two, three, four, five. And number six, this is the last one. You want to make sure you have a traffic generation strategy. Because it doesn't matter how awesome your content is. It doesn't matter how great your products are. If you have no traffic, you're not going to have a business. All right. Now, with the strategies that I'm going to be talking about for these different niches, it's going to be heavily um, focused on social media. That's my preference right now because I see how social media, media can give you a quick boost, a relatively quick boost if you use it correctly, I spoke about that um, two episodes ago in episode 125. So you can go and check that out. Or at least it, I think it's episode 125. I'm pretty sure it is. Anyhow, so that is one of the main strategies that I'm focusing on. But long term, Google search is Google search traffic is something you definitely want. So by creating content regularly, putting that great content out there, getting people to link to that content because it's so awesome. People are sharing it all over the place. And eventually, Google starts to see you as an authority in your niche and your traffic starts to increase as they start to send you traffic. Google is my number one referrer to my interactive biology blog, um, and it is extremely valuable traffic. Okay, so those are the one, two, three, four, five, six steps that I go through in choosing my blog topic. Choose something hot. Think of a unique angle. Narrow down on my target audience. Decide on the type of content I'm going to make have a monetization strategy, and have a traffic generation strategy. So let's jump into those five blog ideas, those five great blog ideas. Blog idea number one, technology for regular folk. 
And you know what? With all of these blog ideas, I actually went and found a domain name. So I want you to fully see my process. I'm going to share those domain names with you. Um, it'll be so interesting to see uh, <laughs> if any of those domain names get taken after uh, this podcast episode, if I kind of um, give someone an idea for something that they can use. But techforregularfolk.com is available. Techforregularfolk.com. Dot com. As of today, August 27, it is available. Um, so that would be one that I would potentially start. Now, technology is a hot topic. And yes, it's also very competitive. And because it's very competitive, or it's very competitive because there is a lot of money in it. Now, here's the thing. Here's my unique angle. Remember, that's the next thing you want to always have. My unique angle is this. A lot, there are a lot of tech bloggers out there who are very techy people. My tech, techforregularfolk.com would be one that I would try to make for regular people who don't care about knowing about how many gigahertz the processor is or what RAM is and all of these techy details. I would actually create a tech blog that uses regular words like it's bigger, it's faster, it's more awesome, it's cooler. <laughs> and that's how I would describe some of the, diff the, the different features of these different um, tech gadgets. Um, so, for example, I would compare um, one uh, smartphone to another smartphone, and I said, hey, this one is just going to be faster. Um, I'm not going to go into all the gigahertz and all that kind of stuff, but this is faster. This has a nicer screen. So, you know, when you're watching videos on this one, it's going to look better. You know, that's something that anyone can understand. And there are so many people out there that struggle to understand all this tech stuff. I would just make it simple. I would also try different experiments until I can fully... Oh, wait, no, sorry. That's something else. I just... I, I, I jumped to a different pl uh, place in my notes by mistake. Anyhow, um, so th that's how I would do that. I would do it different than the techie things because it would be tech. It would be tech but it would be tech for regular people who don't even know what all that techie stuff means. Who would my target audience be? The lady or, or gentleman who knows technology is awesome, but he or she has absolutely no idea how to navigate it. They just want someone to tell them what to do, tell them what's a good thing for them specifically. That's who my target audience would be. Now, I would get extremely specific with that, and I would, you know, have a, pr I have a process that I go through for, um, you know, constructing my customer avatar and that kind of stuff, and that's dealt with in one of the past episodes that I'll be linking to in the show notes. So what would my content be? Okay, because that's the next step, right? Figuring out the content. I would be doing reviews. I would be doing fun little video comparisons. So, for example, I would compare the iPhone to the Samsung Galaxy S4. And I wouldn't be talking about just all of the techie features, of course. I'd be just making regular comparisons, as I said before. The video on this, much better. Um, if you're someone that's going to be spending a bunch of time watching video, you want to get this phone. If you're very much into taking pictures of your family and friends and events that you're at, then this is the phone for you. Those are the types of things that I would be doing. 
Um, I would also be doing, since these people don't really know much about technology, I would be doing simple video tutorials that they can follow along and learn how to use their devices. But the key is the, the target audience would be that person wanting to get some tech tech device but tech the gadget but has no idea how to navigate this complex world of technology how would i monetize it one of the things i would focus on is sponsorships i would also be doing paid reviews i would also create a video tutorial series um, teaching how to do some basic things when it comes to technology some really beginner stuff um, that someone could purchase and then learn to navigate this complicated world of technology. How would I get my traffic? Well, first of all, since I'm making videos, I would definitely be using YouTube. I would be using Facebook because everyone is on Facebook. At least that's the way it seems. Um, now, I personally know a lot of people who fall into the category of not understanding technology. I would reach out to them individually. I Literally, I would reach out to them and share it with them, ask them to share it with their friends. I would do Twitter searches for people who are struggling with specific tech problems and then send them to specific tech videos for regular people. So that's blog number one, techforregularfolk.com. Blog number two, thekitchenlab.com. The Kitchen Lab. Now, cooking is hot online. You can find all kinds of recipes. Um, it's a big industry, and I've personally been getting a lot of rep recipes online. But here's one thing I realized that, and that's the that what I've realized is that these sites cater to experts or people who are at least familiar with the lingo. I was reading uh, a recipe, and it said I needed Evu. E-V-O-O. -O. And I was like, what in the world is evil? And then I had to go and do some searches. And then I found out that it was extra virgin olive oil. Now, a lot of people were probably listening to this and they were like, oh, yeah, evil, extra virgin olive oil. But some people were probably like, oh, that's what that is. Now, And, and there are other things. For example, I was baking a cheesecake and it said I needed um, uh, X number of pounds of cream cheese. I went to the store and cream cheese wasn't available in the pounds. It was it, it was available. The description said how many ounces is it it was. And I had to go online on my phone and figure out uh do the conversion and all that kind of stuff. My unique angle would be that I would try to create it so that everyone can understand it. The most cooking ignorant person could understand it. Every recipe would be explained step by step. And um, since this is a lab and I'm getting all scientific, I would have tables for all of the conversions. So I wouldn't just tell you pounds. I would tell you how many ounces it is or liters or whatever the case might be, depending on the item. I would provide you with full shopping lists with alternatives. So if your store doesn't have this, I would say, hey, you can try this. And since it's my kitchen lab, I would try different experiments. And this is the key. I would try different experiments until I could fully describe what, what, what each item does. So if I add this vegetable, then it's going to give it th this kind of a feel or this kind of a flavor. And I would kind of create a guide to flavor. And it would be my guide based on my experience 
experiments that I'm doing in the kitchen lab. Now, who's my target audience? My target audience is simply regular people who want to become master chefs. And that's the the, the person that I would try to sell myself as, the guy who wants to become a pro by experimenting until I become a pro and you can follow along with me as I experiment. My content would be a mixture of video and written tutorials slash recipes with screenshots and those types of things. Um, in terms of monetization, I can see myself create ultimately creating a cookbook or multiple cookbooks. I can see myself promoting Amazon products. Um, of course, if I'm cooking, I'm going to need certain utensils and equipment and that kind of stuff. I can link to Amazon. I can see myself getting sponsorships from companies that want exposure from people learning to cook, advertising, um, cooking classes. I can see myself doing that, creating cooking classes online and selling those for a fee. In terms of traffic, Pinterest would be huge because Pinterest is very visual and people love recipes on Pinterest. So I would be posting great photos on Pinterest um, so that people can come back to my site. YouTube, of course, because I'm making videos um, of my my experiments in the kitchen and Facebook, of course, by default, because everybody is there. All right. Blog number three. Let's move on to that. PlayPianoEasily.com. Now, let me tell you a little bit of background of this. Um, and this is not something that everyone can do, of course, but it gives you an idea of how I think through these things. I learned to play piano from the age of 12 by playing by ear. Yes, I took piano lessons for about one year, and then I stopped, I quit, I hated it. Um, and the reason why I hated it was because I didn't like to learn music by books and by theories. I, I wanted to play what was in my heart, and I just continued dabbling on the piano and dabbling on the piano until I became proficient. I didn't know how to read music. Um, now I know more how to read music, but I w I'm still not an expert where that's concerned. So I would actually teach a system that is independent of books and theories. That sounds weird, doesn't it? It's a unique angle. My target audience would be up-and-coming musicians who don't want to be tied to a book. People who are just like me at that age, who might have given up on playing the piano or, or, or playing whatever instrument, specifically piano here, um, because they didn't want to be tied down to a book. But then they find this website and they see, hey, there's a different way. My content would be piano lessons without the traditional system. It would basically be videos of me, be, of me playing certain things and explaining exactly what I'm doing. Uh, my monetization, I would create a course, a video course, teaching um, my system of learning the piano and playing the piano. And then for traffic, since I'm doing so many videos, number one, I would start on YouTube and what I would do specifically for this on Facebook is I would join groups of um, people learning to play the piano. I'm actually already a part of one group of musicians, and I would start sharing that content with them, engaging in discussion in those groups and sharing those videos. That's blog idea number three. Blog idea number four, and I love this one, and it is lovingmyspouse.com. Now, love and dating is obviously a huge industry. You got things like eHarmony and all those types of things. It's also very competitive, just like everything else I'm talking about here. 
This is what I would do. This would be my unique angle. I would take my wife on dates, well, on a year-long journey to having amazing practical experiences. I don't want to call them dates. I want to call them experiences. That sounds much more exciting. So we'd go on a year-long journey of being intentional, of creating these amazing practical experiences that are going to help us and help our relationship to grow and help me become better at loving my wife. My target audience would be individuals who want to add spice to their relationship. And I would narrow their narrow that down to people who want to do it in a creative way. A busy individuals that may not have time to think about all the different creative things that they can do. And I would get very, very specific. What kind of aunt, uh, content would I produce? I would have written articles with pics, pictures about our dates. Um, I would create, and this is, this is the key thing here. I would create summary packages of amazing practical experiences that you can do with your spouse um, to add spice to your relationship. And it would be very step-by-step. It would be, here's what you do. Step one, you call the caterer or whatever the case might be. A caterer might be a bit you know, elaborate, but you get the point. The concept is this, planned spontaneity. Planned spontaneity. Everyone wants to be spontaneous and have all these wild adventures, but everyone is too busy or seems to be too busy to have these spontaneous things. So you would actually be strategic about planning out your sp- um, your spontaneity. I would actually create a, a podcast that would be called the Loving Your Spouse Podcast, and it would be a kind of like a dialogue between both of us talking back and forth about what adds spice to our relationship and sharing that with the world in a in a holistic way in a a way that just makes sense that is very practical we'd be very open about what we'd share and i think that's something that can go very far in terms of monetization i can see myself creating ebooks with specific date packages um, i can see myself teaching a course the seven step relationship revitalizer <laughs> and this will be a video course that walks you through these seven steps to add spice to your relationship in terms of traffic Similar things to what I was talking about, YouTube, Facebook, um, because of the podcast, definitely iTunes. And I would move offline with this one. I would probably try to do some offline seminars and at those seminars, um, let people know about the resources that we have at LovingMySpouse.com. Blog number five, and this is the last one, myhistorylesson.com. Yes, it is available. And here I would be giving the truth behind history. Now, let me tell you a little bit about this. When I took history in high school, it was extremely boring. And because of that, I didn't care to learn. So I didn't pay attention to history. And today I know hardly anything about history. I feel ignorant when it comes to history and my target audience would be people who hated history but now want to learn about it because they're starting to see that it is exciting people just like me 
my content, I could see myself creating a bunch of videos, a, a bunch of did you know videos because I didn't know. So I'm going on this journey to discover all these things about history and I am getting surprised and amazed by all of the interesting things that would be happening that have happened in the past and i would share them like yo did you know that xyz um i wish i could even use specific examples but i'm so ignorant that i can't use specific <laughs> specific examples um but in these videos i would kind of be surprised to find out about all these um you know things that happened in the past, some of the good things, some of the bad things, some of the surprising things, the shocking things. And I would share that with enthusiasm and surprise and awe and and just, yeah, you know, funny stories about histories, think about history, things that you may not read in textbooks that if you do some digging, you can find. I would share that uh, in videos. In terms about in terms of monetization, I can see myself creating a, 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 a e an ebook series. Everything you need to know about dot dot dot. So everything you need to know about American history, everything you need to know about the American Revolution or or World War One or civil rights movement, all those different types of things. I can see myself creating specific guides that highlight the important points from those um, periods of time and the different events that took place. Um, that that's one thing that I could see myself doing in terms of traffic. YouTube definitely with those um, uh, did you know videos that that would be huge. Facebook definitely just sharing those things on there. Um, so those are my five ideas. Number one, technology for regular folk at techforregularfolk.com. Number two, thekitchenlab.com. Number three. PlayPianoEasily.com. Number four, LovingMySpouse.com. And number five, MyHistoryLesson.com. I hope you got value from that and just seeing how I would go about how I, you know, come up with these ideas, the types of things that I think about. And maybe you got some ideas as to how you can market your blog or a blog that you are passionate about that you can you think that you can create because it's a unique enough angle um, and so on. So my question for you, the question that I want to lead you leave you with is what do you think about one of these very specific ideas? Is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? Why is it good? Why is it bad? I want to know. So you can go ahead and leave that in the comments in the show notes for this episode. Becomeablogger.com slash episode one two seven. I'd love to hear from you. So yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode. If you're enjoying this podcast, you know, I would appreciate it if you would hop over to iTunes and leave an honest review. Helps me to get additional visibility in the iTunes directory and it makes so that other people can find the podcast easier and that's great because it helps me on my goal of changing the world one blog at a time. Ah, yeah. So becomeablogger.com slash iTunes. And hey, if you're trying to get a blog started so that you can create content, inspire others, and change the world, not sure where to start, head on over to freebloggingvideos.com where you get to follow me as I show you how I've built my blog into successful online businesses and how so many others have done the same. Freebloggingvideos.com. It's free, it's actionable, and it's awesome. Uh, that's pretty much it for it for this episode. If you have a question, comment, suggestion, call the hotline. Of course, I'll play that number one more time at the end. But until next time, you can listen to the music on the way out. And take care and God bless.
Two, four.